0: Welcome to the 16 podcast. As always, I'm Miles. How you doing, PJ?
1: I am apprehensive of the <laughs> NBC news I'm looking at on my second screen here, but Yeah. But here we go. I'm just watching with bated breath waiting for Florida and Pennsylvania to come in.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's a scary night. It's a scary night. I'm trying to have a nice distraction here. <laughs> yeah, no
1: kidding. It's good good to just get into football, talk about some locks, talk about some overseas madness that I'm sure we're going to get into and avoid
0: this election for a second exactly so start to start off we have a pretty good thursday night game packers going into san francisco obviously aaron Rodgers hasn't been himself these past few weeks jimmy g is not playing what do you like i am smashing
1: the packers in this game i really just do not think that there's anyone in football right now who can stop this combination of devontae adams and aaron Rodgers. they've got five touchdowns in the last two weeks I think that this depleted San Francisco secondary, although they do have some good players, I really like what Jason Ferret has done this year. Um, I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be Nick Mullins in his first official start of the year on the road. I I don't I don't see a situation where Green Bay doesn't take this by double digit points.
0: I agree with you. I think you know, you don't want to overthink this one. Green Bay minus five and a half, just let him Easy. win by a touchdown. I mean, San Francisco without Kittle, without Garoppolo. I mean, you know, I, I've seen them look terrible, terrible against Miami, I believe, earlier this mm-hmm. year.
1: Landon, laid an egg against Miami. And I mean, it's not even just the injuries that they've lost this week. It's talking about Nick Bosa and Richard Sherman and, you know, Jaquaski Tard has been in and out. Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. Trent Williams was banged up to start the year. It's just, yeah. it's been awful injury luck and a Super Bowl hangover for the ages for San Francisco. So I, I just love Green Bay. And I would probably take Green Bay to the under here. Um, Nick Mullins looked great in the fourth quarter against Seattle. But everyone who is a competent, healthy quarterback looks great against Seattle this year. So, I would. There's not much. Yeah, yeah. Just Green Bay to the under. But go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying, like when a a guy like Mullins comes in in the fourth quarter, it's just a much easier circumstance sure. to start. It's like it's same with the the running backs come in halfway through the game, no game plan for them, and then they might break out for 150. You know. Absolutely. I hear you. So here we go with um Green Bay minus five and a half is the Thursday night lock. Now into these weekly locks, correct? Absolutely. Let's get
1: right into it. Um I'll go right ahead if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. My lock of the week is a little bit vague. My maybe you call it a little bit simple. I do not care. Tease something to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. I do not understand this line. They're being favored by 14 and a half. I would be betting Pittsburgh if they were favored by 20 and a half. Mm. Ben DiNucci had one of the most pathetic NFL debuts I've ever seen in my entire life on Sunday Night Football. He looked atrocious. Pittsburgh, this undefeated Pittsburgh team with arguably the best defense in football, is going to see some combination of Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, and Ben DiNucci at the quarterback position wow. against a hurt offensive line. I think that Pittsburgh minus eight and a half on this tease is absolutely disrespectful to what Pittsburgh has done this season. Um, And if you like an NFL or college lock, just tease it to Pittsburgh and it's going to be free money.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely like that call. And to keep it simple, you could even tease Pittsburgh to the under of that game, get it up to around 50 and then Pittsburgh minus the point. I earnestly do not think that
1: Dallas scores double digit points in this game. I would be right? shocked. I think that it will be something like a 28 to 6 ball game pretty easily.
0: Yeah. So, my first lock of the week is actually on Friday night. We have Zach Wilson and BYU going into the blue field. Might shake them a little bit. I don't think it'll be enough. BYU, I locked it in at minus two and a half. It's already up to three and a half. Nice. So, I'm happy there. I'm happy there. But, um, I would even lay anything less than a touchdown, honestly. If this spread grows all the way to 6.5, I'd still comfortably lay it. Zach Wilson is really being disrespected here. I don't understand why Boise State is supposed to be this like knockoff of top 10. Like, BYU is legit. Um, Boise State really can't hang with that level of talent. Uh, earlier this year, BYU rolled over Houston in the second half. I know we both had that. Yep. And Houston is really on the same level as Boise State uh Boise State's not like on the talent level of BYU at all they don't have a running back like them they don't have a quarterback like them they don't have a defense like them yeah love BYU here yeah
1: Zach Wilson has just been so much fun to watch and his offensive line I don't think it's enough credit for being as good as it is it's just a really fun offense in BYU right now yeah my second lock of the week goes against everything I stand for because I'm touting one of my least favorite players in the National Football League right now but Daniel Jones is 4-16 and 16 in his NFL career and a perfect 3-0 and o against Washington. Wow. And he's being given three points on the road this weekend. It's so gross. I think Daniel Jones is probably the 32nd of 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I know we had a conversation last night about I maybe controversially said I would still take Dwayne Haskins right now over Daniel Jones, which... Yeah. I understand I understand your your apprehension about I think Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback in football right now but he has Washington's number in his two games last year against Washington he combined for seven touchdowns and no interceptions. He only fumbled the ball three times in those games. Woohoo. But yeah, he he finds a way to beat Washington. He did it this year on a gimmicky <laughs> missed extra point at the end of the ball game sure yes.
0: but you know i had that giants money line that day when they beat washington earlier this year and i was very happy because i felt like they didn't deserve it and exactly
1: I, like, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you but i think that being given three points in a against a team he's undefeated against is really good money so
0: i agree and like washington um you just want to bet against washington's incompetence at times because they lost that game single-handedly absolutely absolutely Now, my first uh, NFL walk of the week is actually, I was going to mention that Danny Dimes, but I'm actually going to take you to Monday night. I think um, these Jets are really going to go 0-16. I think Cam on the bounce back on Monday night football, he really, really wants this. Like, he's kind of heartbroken the way he's been performing these past few weeks. I think he bounces back against a really vulnerable Jets team. Are you taking the spread there? I am taking the spread. I'm I believe it'll be at six and a half seven. I would lay the score. I might purchase the half point. So they would only have to win by one touchdown. But I definitely like the Patriots on Monday night. Sure. I saw seven and a half, which okay. made me a okay. little bit apprehensive just
1: because of how poor this new england offense has looked to start the year but true if it gets down to six and a half i'm i'm all over that this jets team is terrible worst point differential in nfl history is inbound for this jets team and adam gase so uh any any time you can bet against them for less than a touchdown seems like free mudded to me exactly do you want to move into our fades of the week
0: uh actually here let me List off my uh my last few locks here. I didn't realize that you had. Oh yeah, because you did a bunch either. of you did yeah. a bunch of college work this week, right? Exactly. No. See, I got a few college teases that I love here. I'm gonna talk to you about three teams: Liberty, Marshall, and Coastal Carolina, all non-power five, all undefeated, and and the books are just starting to catch up. Now I know I we talked about I love this.
1: those chanticleers
0: Yes. No. Those chanticleers and now they're laying 18 this week. Their biggest spread of the year, I believe. So. They really are catching up. And Marshall is laying 45 points. Woo! So you can't touch them anymore. So the books have finally caught up. The one circumstance out of those three undefeated teams where the books have not caught up is Liberty at 6-0 and oh, getting 14 and a half. Now, I would sprinkle this Liberty money line just because it's so pretty. I I don't love it. You know what I mean? You can't love any money line when it's that generous. But shout out to Utah. Liberty oh my goodness plus 463 (laughs) uh liberty getting 14 and a half on the t's on the t's here to michigan state seems like a lot liberty is really a good team they have potential to beat anyone who's not like an alabama georgia type virginia tech is absolutely not they've been vulnerable they've already been upset at home i believe so i'm taking liberty plus the 14 and a half Maybe tease it up to Michigan State. Michigan State is going into Iowa getting a touchdown. As you know, I was just in Iowa City. Iowa City hates their new Californian quarterback. Mm. He's 0 2, he's 0 2, and he really doesn't have it. He's got no support behind him out there. And I definitely like Michigan State possibly going into Iowa and making this an 0 3 Iowa team, but they get a touchdown, let him lose by two touchdowns on the tees michigan state to liberty
1: this is some real ear to the streets feet on the ground (laughs) reporting you have here you have the the pulse of the people in
0: this one i love it exactly no because last year oh pardon me last year um the iowa quarterback was drafted he was legit he was real nfl talent and this year i mean that's what they're used to out there in iowa city and that's not what they have
1: yeah, and uh, I think you said 14 and a half. The tease number for Liberty is 20 and a
0: half. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they get 14 and a half, tease it up. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and I believe that is my last lock getting in to fade those stats. 20 y'all want a quick fade? What? Ah, beat just ass. a quick fade. No, just a quick fade, y'all.
1: Now, what's your fade this week, PJ? I'm going to kick things off, and I'm going to hammer the same game I'm begging people to hammer all week. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Steelers have not beaten the Dallas Cowboys by more than eight and a half points since 1979. Wow. So we're looking at a 41-year differential. (laughs) But thanks to Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, or Cooper Rush, it does not matter. (laughs) Pittsburgh will easily win this game by double digits and uh, do something that these steel curtain defenses couldn't do, do something that Ben Roethlisberger never did, and whoop on the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World this Sunday.
0: Absolutely. No, I love that fade. We already talked about that. My fade is actually going to take you to Kansas City. We have Carolina going into Kansas City. The total has gone under in four out of the five last matchups, Carolina has gone into Kansas City. Hmm. I believe that switches up here. Goes over 52 points. I think Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, they have the potential to link up for 35 on any given day. And all you need is about two and a half, three scores out of Carolina. That's a legit gritty team in Carolina. I definitely like 52 points here in Kansas City.
1: I love both of those offenses. And Carolina has one of if not the worst rushing defense in football and Andy Reid loves to get his stable of running backs involved towards the end of big blowouts like that so it's a recipe for success for a ton of points in this ball game
0: no exactly and uh, uh the Chiefs just they can beat you any way when they you know with a bad running defense they'll come out and exploit you with either you know a or now Le'Veon Bell I
1: actually have seen Gosh, I think it was the Mina Kimes podcast where this was being discussed by the by a couple of PFF guys. And Buffalo strategy to give up the run senselessly to Kansas City in yeah. order to force them to run the ball to take the football out of Patrick Mahomes' hands may be the best defense for Kansas City. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm just I'm just bringing that up out of nowhere. No, it's
0: interesting. I mean, it's like you have to try and eliminate their insane weapons, but it's like the Bills were never really gonna win that game the way that they were giving up the runs. So at the same time, I don't know. I just don't I I don't like giving up the the run, especially to now this two running back double headed monster they have in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, I just think it's very interesting and I love any any type of innovation in the NFL to try and stop an unstoppable force like this Reed Mahomes marriage has been.
0: Exactly. I mean you definitely have to think outside of the box at this point. It's insane. Now getting into, I believe, diamonds in the rough.
1: Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. I'm going to come to you today from a little bit, uh, from a little, from a little, from a little nation called <laughs> Finland. Okay. Ever heard of it? I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Finland is playing some ice hockey this November. Oh. And uh, on November the, let me find it, November the 4th, Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got Hamin Lina <laughs> versus Karpat. Okay. Hamin Lina is being given. I I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Hammy. Okay. Hammy's being given one and a half goals in this game. They're plus one and a half. These two teams played ten times in 2019, and they split the series. They went five and five wow okay hammy had wins of three to one three to one three to zero and won the last two matchups two to one and one to zero i don't understand yeah i don't understand how they're plus one and a half against a team that they split their matchups with this past season in 10 games it seems ridiculous to me clearly these two teams know each other very well i think it'll be a Close-fought battle. I might even take that Hammy money line if if it looks pretty juicy. I don't have it in front of me, but I imagine it'll probably be two hundred something if they're being given a goal and a half. And oh, at least, at least, I, I think Hammy's going to take care of this game and and send Carpat home
0: to East Finland. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, you're feeling conservative. Take the goals. You're feeling bold. It's probably going to be plus three thirty or more
1: there. I'm. I mean, I'm going to throw them in a parlay. I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah. So now my diamond in the rough is barely in the rough. We're going to English Premier League, not top five American leagues, so it counts. Newcastle United, a super gritty club at home, Southampton's coming in. Newcastle at home is plus 331 on the money line. Again, I won't tell you to take that, but they get half a goal, meaning a draw is a win. Love plus that. Half a goal is minus 103 at home. I think a, a draw is a, very, is a real possibility. And I think a Newcastle win is a legitimate possibility. But plus a half a goal at minus 103, I love it. This is no, on uh, November 6th, November 6th. We don't like to do a lot of, you know, shooting
1: our own horns. So I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, you I, have been on fire with your soccer calls lately.
0: I today today just today my three team Champions League parlay. I'm just gonna have to read it to you. I'm just gonna have to read it to you. I had Ajax, sure, FC Porto, yeah, and Bayern. Three team parlay, all favorites, all favorites. It was about uh, four to one, four to one for a three team parlay. Uh, Bayern was tied two to two in the 80th minute. No, no, no. Excuse me, 70th minute, and they won the game six to two. Oh, my God. They just blew up in the last 20 for four goals. (laughs) Did somebody get pulled? Like, did somebody get red-carded or what? I don't know. I think that's just what Bayern's about. Like, literally. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't make any sense. Literally, it was 11 on 11 the whole game. (laughs) Wow. That's...
1: I'm trying to think of, like, an equivalent to that in an American, well, obviously soccer's an American sport, too, but, like, an American sport where I've even seen something like that.
0: Yeah, no, it'd be like the Chiefs tied going into the fourth, and then they win, like, more like 35-0, I guess. But it's kind of more extreme than that. Yeah. 0-0, you know what I'm saying? It was a super low-scoring game, and then they exploded for 35-0 in the fourth, basically. That kind of reminds me of like when the Warriors first started doing
1: that small ball lineup. Uh-huh. And then they would come out and they would win the third quarter by like 30 points. <laughs>
0: oh, exactly. Like 63 points in the yeah, third quarter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clay dropped half of them. I feel you. Yeah, something like that. Um Yeah, so I actually have a, a couple other locks that I believe I skipped over for the pack 12. Because I'm a little scared. Oh yeah. To give them out just because. The Pac-12 is the debut week of the Pac-12. You know what I mean? So I haven't seen these teams, but I'm actually going to give you a two-team teaser out of the Pac-12. Um, Utah is a legit team. Last year, they the legit program, great coaching staff, great offensive line. Uh, we have them at home laying two touchdowns. I'm going to tell you to tease that down and then tease Colorado up. So Colorado and Utah are both playing at home this week. UCLA is going into Colorado UCLA is not a legit program. They haven't been for the past five years. Colorado getting 13 at home is really nice. I love that. And Utah, a legit team. I think I don't think they're ranked, but they will be, in my opinion, um, in the next few weeks. Let them win by a touchdown.
1: I am a little bit apprehensive about Utah. Okay, explain. Utah was a fantastic team last year, but you're talking about a team who lost seven starters to the nfl draft
0: wow wasn't even aware
1: yeah they lost a ton of that really really good defense in that secondary and the offense was really engine um the engine of that offense excuse me was really zach moss who obviously now plays in buffalo with the bills so i would be a hair worried about that um But I also have a debut week bet, which I would normally advise against in my 16 parlay. So maybe we can just... Why don't
0: we go ahead on into the meat and potatoes, the 16 parlay.
1: Alrighty, I'm going to get it cracking with Tennessee minus five against Chicago. I think this is a perfect bounce back spot. Chicago's offense is so abysmal. Nick Foles, Trubisky, it doesn't matter who's behind center right now. It is awful. I think that Tennessee easily gets a big bounce back spot here. As I've already spoken about, Giants plus three. Pittsburgh minus 14 and a half. I'm taking all the points. I think they win easily. Mm. I've got the New England money line. I've got BYU minus three and a half. Tip of the hat to Zach Wilson. And then my debut week bet. Bowling Green is being given 23 points in their debut against Toledo.
0: 23 in their debut
1: seems nice. That's exactly what I'm saying. Toledo is a better program. They're a more talented team. I have no doubts about that. If this game was week five or week six of the season, being, 20, being given 23 points sounds about right. But I don't think in a debut game... It's going to be a blowout the way that Vegas is predicting. I think the 23 points is super cushiony there. And then you can lose by three touchdowns and still hit. So
0: no, exactly. And Toledo could easily come out soft It's their debut game. Absolutely. What they're really about. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So uh, let's hear yours. What do you got for your six team parlay?
0: So starting off in college, I'm going to. Go with this BYU. I guess I'm going to have to say it's at minus three, minus three and a half because I haven't locked it in yet. So I'm going to go BYU minus the points. And then on to Saturday, Liberty getting 14 and a half. Georgia laying three and a half at home. I Mm. think this is the best defense in college football. I know. I know. I don't like the Georgia quarterback either. Bennett, I, I don't know about him.
1: That defense is legit, man. I know. They're I know. so good.
0: Maybe even tease the um the Georgia Bulldogs to the under that game. But for this case of the 16 parlay, my third call is going to be Georgia minus the points. So we have BYU uh, minus the points, Liberty plus the points, and Georgia minus the points so far. Now getting into my NFL calls, you gave away – um. New England money line. I'm actually going to give that as my fourth instead of New England minus the points. Since it's a 16 parlay, it's still pretty juiced. Absolutely. Now we're going Giants plus the points. I I really, I, I've been convinced. I think Danny Dimes, like, even though he's had like these horrible turnovers, I think he still can beat a terrible Washington team. Give me plus three. This is one of the three games they're going to win all year. Might as well get on board for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is going to be under a four-win team, but they're going to beat up on the shitty ones. Um, and then my final sixth bet is going to be Panthers-Chiefs in KC over 52. I already gave that as my uh, fade those stats, but I love that one. I think it's two really good offenses and good weather. I agree
1: with you. I agree with you. Just going back to that Georgia game. I know it's we're about to wrap up the show here, but I'm so excited to see Kyle Trask of Florida against this Georgia defense because Kyle Trask is a guy who I didn't have a lot of faith in going into this season whatsoever, but he's being touted as a first round quarterback now and getting to see him against wow. the, the closest thing he's going to see to an NFL caliber defense this this Saturday is going to be really entertaining to, to see how he adjusts.
0: I agree. If he really ends up being a first rounder, that might be a historically bad pick, like worse than Haskins, worse than Jones. I don't think this guy's got the NFL talent. It's an interesting NFL class because or
1: quarterback class, excuse me, because Lance Lawrence and Fields are obviously going to go. They're probably going to go within the top six or seven picks of the draft, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilson has had this meteoric rise.
0: Absolutely.
1: Who knows if he sneaks into the back end of the first round. You got Kyle Trask who's trying to sneak his way into the back of the thir- third round. And then Mac Jones at Alabama. I, I, there, what more could you say about Mac Jones other than that he has played at a level that nobody in the nation expected. And now he's a guy even that they could think that is being touted as could possibly go in the first round. And I just think it would be so insane that, you know, a class that started as a three-man race could end up having six first-round quarterback
0: no it's funny and all the the playing styles are all over the place we yeah herbert to i mean not herbert excuse me lawrence to fields to these pocket passers. you know
1: yeah it's very very entertaining uh on that note let's hope that uh the rest of tonight isn't entertaining and that it is a very calm stress-free easily digestible outcome
0: (laughs) yes no i completely agree damn i don't even know if we will know for the next few weeks definitely you know yeah i definitely think it's going to take a while but we're here
1: we'll be rocking with you every wednesday no matter what thank you so much for tuning in